welcome to whoa whoa welcome to a most excellent see the problem is i haven't decided if it's a or the most excellent uh, movies 80s movies. A, yeah. all right we're gonna try this again welcome to a most excellent 80s movie pot <laughs> i can't do it welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast on the most excellent podcast network i still didn't get it right it's the podcast where a filmmaker and a comedian save the day with some laughs and some discussion of your favorite 80s movies. So don't worry, we are going to land this podcast just fine, even if you've had the fish. This is season one, episode one, Airplane! Exclamation point from 1980. Of course, our mission here at Most Excellent 80s Movie Podcast is to take a comedic look back at the movies from a decade we both love, though possibly have varying levels of experience with and appreciation for. This season, we're doing 10 episodes, one from each year of the 1980s. I am host who talks a lot, Chrissy. And I am Nathan. And of course, I am a comedian, and Nathan is a filmmaker. All right, so today we're talking about, from 1980, Airplane! Whoa! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Uh, So I have the summary for this one. Okay. All right. Airplane is the story of a down-on-his-luck pilot with undiagnosed PTSD and a very literal drinking problem, who, along with his estranged lady love, must struggle to land a plane in the midst of a gastrointestinal emergency. The plane is full of all manner of folk, including nuns, jive turkeys, precocious little boys, little girls in need of emergency heart surgeries and suicide victims and they will have to trust their fate to the crew on the ground to guide them safely to safety in spite of the hijinks in store of course this is a parody of the famous disaster movies of the 70s uh so if you love disaster movies or slapstick humor puns sight gags and some pretty ribald and not at all modern humor perhaps airplane is for you Uh, so i did a little research on what was happening in 1980 at the time this came out july 2nd 1980 it was a wednesday is huh. that is that how we did it then movies came out on wednesday well, well, well i guess we'll find out next episode if there's a theme if there's a correlation yeah so maybe there was a holiday what was the date july 2nd well so it's oh, yeah, 4th of july, july weekend yeah of course that makes sense they wanted to juice it uh the president was jimmy carter there are famous people born on this day who I've never heard of, including Nicole Briscoe. Oh. Do you know who that is? No. Okay. And uh, Niger Morgan? No? Nothing? <laughs> Apparently, people were listening to Coming Up Live at Glasgow, which is by Paul McCartney, and Crying by Don McLean. They were in the top five hits. Of course, Airplane was the big hit, and the mm-hmm. big book at the time was The Born Identity. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Biggest TV show was something called Nobody's Perfect. Oh, yeah. Do you, are you saying, oh, yeah, like, as you that remember? sounds familiar. No, it doesn't. And uh, video games, big video games at the time were Balloon Bomber and Galactic Attack. That's, yeah, so wow. that's what's happening in the in 1980s in uh, July, early July. Um, so, of course, the top grossing movies... Of 1980. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess the top grossing movie of 1980? Shoot. Well, I so Airplane was only like the fourth highest grossing movie. Fourth highest grossing. But it correct. was a huge, huge hit. Yep. Yeah. Um. Jeez Louise. No, I'm, I'm crap on stuff like this. The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, duh. <laughs> oh, jeez Louise. Uh, and then second was Nine to Five. That's kind oh. of a surprise to me. Yeah. 
workplace female led comedy. That, yeah, that was a that was a big hit for yeah. sure. It, that's when it was so novel that women had jobs. Right. You know? Why would they do that? Uh and then third is stir crazy. Oh yeah. Okay. And then fifth is Any Which Way You Can, which isn't that... Is that a sequel to Any Which Way But Loose? I think so, with Clint Eastwood and a chimpanzee. Orangutan. Okay. I've never seen that, obviously. Uh, But yeah, Airplane is number four. Wow. And in terms of just a general, like, sort of box office discussion, according to Box Office Mojo, Airplane has, like, totally grossed $83.4 million dollars. And its budget was $3.5 million. Wow. And that's not adjusted for inflation. Yeah. I don't know if it is or not. It Do, do you have to go to a special section? No, to- you've got to just do the math. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to do This isn't about math, Nathan. Right. It's not the most excellent. Yeah, so so pop. the first Star Wars, I think, was $11 million to wow. kind of give a framework. So $83 million seems like a lot. Yeah, to make I mean, that much. Yeah. Fourth oh, yeah. Highest grossing. Oh, yeah. Like 100 million was a, a bona fide uh, mega Black success. Buster. Yeah. So, had you, do you remember seeing this as a kid? So, um, on VHS and like mm-hmm. on TV and things like that. Um, so, yeah, obviously too young and too adult, too risque to see it in the theaters. But it's rated PG. <laughs> yeah. I, and I have to say, I've never seen it. Uh, I've never seen it as a movie. It's like it's one of those where I've like caught pieces of it mm-hmm. enough to feel like I've seen it, but I had never sat down and watched it from beginning to end. It's rated PG, so I thought about sitting down with the kids to watch it, uh-huh. and boy, am I glad I didn't. <laughs> Not that I think they would. Was get it the blowjob joke, or was it? There were so many blowjob jokes, like left, right, and sideways. You you couldn't swing a dead cat and not hit a blowjob joke, but there were also like. There were some really inappropriate jokes. Uh, like in the first minute, the the white zone and the red zone arguing over an abortion. Yes. And then there's like, there's bestiality, there's pedophilia, like there's racism, so much racism. Uh, yeah. It's it's not very woke, is it? No. No. It's <laughs> It was definitely made to shock you. Mm-hmm. Like even even back then... You know, this was meant to be kind of like a hammer through a glass window. Oh, yeah. You know, like they, they, that, that's one of the reasons why it was so successful is because it was so outrageous. Mm -hmm. I heard when they tested the movie, like the studio tested the movie, it got terrible uh, uh, numbers Mm -hmm. because everyone was ashamed to say that they liked it. Yeah. (laughs) And then when it came out, it was a huge success. But it, they were definitely making something that the studio didn't understand at all. Yeah. They pitched the whole thing as like Animal House on a plane. Like mm-hmm. it would just be wacky all the time. So if the if the the dailies of the, the footage coming in just made no sense, it's like, oh, well, it's wacky. And it was, I, I think I read that they were in their minds conceiving it as like being a movie within a movie as kind mm-hmm. of like the Kentucky fried movie. Right. Uh, right. Stuff that the directors, um, what are they? The Zucker Abrams and Zucker. Mm-hmm. Am I doing that right? Uh, sort of envisioned it that way. And then it like ended up being a whole movie of gags. Did you like it? I did. Yeah. What did you think? I did like it. I I don't remember like laughing out loud at any point, uh-huh. but I think I was like, oh, that's fine. I definitely did. Yeah. And I was surprised because I, I hadn't seen it like in 25 years. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I was more influenced by like the stuff that came afterwards, like mm-hmm. uh, Naked Gun and like Police Squad, which was Leslie yeah. Nielsen. Um, when they decided to really lean into it, yeah. And I, I what I what I love about this movie from a comedy point of view, like mm-hmm. a, as comedian, what I really love about it is how serious they're playing it. They are oh, playing yeah. it one hundred percent. Totally, totally, one hundred percent serious. And you know, even though, like, looking back, you think of Leslie Nielsen, Lloyd Bridges as comedic actors. Like at the time when they made this movie, they were all serious dramatic actors, mm-hmm. including uh, Robert Stack. Oh yeah, who, he killed it. And Peter Graves. I only think of him as unsolved mysteries. Yeah, he. Okay, let me say, like, Leslie. I love Leslie Nielsen. Beloved, um, beloved Arizona icon yeah. Leslie Nielsen. But Robert Stack killed it. Oh my he, god, he was so good. I was so surprised. He's like beating up everyone in the airport. He's doing flips over people, and it's all one shot. It's all him. I think that was my favorite part. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, <laughs> that running gag of like, because one of the I, what I one of the ongoing gags I love is just this like any joke worth doing is worth overdoing. <laughs> So uh-huh. they don't play by the rule of threes. They play by no. the rule of thirteens. Yeah, it's it's a, like a Gatling gun of jokes. Oh and, yeah, and then hopefully one in three, one in four sticks. You, you got it. You got to respect that when all the people are coming at him in the airport, and the first one is the guy we've seen like a flower for, and then they just mm-hmm. keep coming. Jerry's kids, boom. Uh-huh. Scientology, boom. He's just laying them all out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, one of the so one of the things they 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 did with uh, with this movie is that they have these dramatic people again kind of like mm-hmm. doing movies like the towering inferno and I airport love the towering inferno i love the towering inferno i've never i've i love disaster movies especially disaster movies of the 70s even though i haven't seen airplane or airport or airport 75 which were the pl- big plane crash movies mm-hmm. right i've seen towering inferno that's big building on Poseidon fire adventure big built big boat upside down right and so they were going after that, yeah. you know, of of these disaster star-studded disaster movies. Mm-hmm. And so they got all these people who had never done they get they got them to do just straight to make the comedy feel like mm-hmm. Peter Graves from Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um and then you yeah, you could definitely tell Lloyd Bridges was having a ton of fun. Oh my god. But Robert Stack just had this perfect, and Leslie Nielsen, just, Mm -hmm. they were 100% dry. Oh, yes. There was no winking. No. No, not at all. They are playing it straight. Yeah. And and I loved it. Leslie Nielsen is, it's worth watching just to see his performance. Mm -hmm. And again, I love the bit where he just keeps coming in at the end and being like, Good luck. We're all counting on you. He just does it over and over again. (laughs) It's so brilliant. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And so what were your favorite moments? What were your favorite? My favorite parts? gags? I love, I am a lover of, I, of course, all the side gags are hilarious. The puns are so funny. You know, I, I love looking at an airport in the 80s and mm-hmm. just be, have, asking whether or not he wants smoking or non, to me, was a joke in itself. And then giving him a ticket that's smoking. And then and then they call it back later. This movie is brilliant with callbacks. Brilliant with sight gags, brilliant with puns, but my favorite thing is the uh, the wrong assumptions of taking things literally. Mm-hmm. I love it. Don't call me Shirley is the perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. But all of those gags, like those were the ones where I chuckled a little bit. Where uh, she he says, uh, "Oh, I'm just nervous," and she says, "Your first time?" He's, "No, I've been nervous lots of times." <laughs> oh, they're silly and cheesy, but I love mm-hmm. them. And the drinking problem gag. 
Yeah, that's so good. I love that too. That's so. There's a couple of there's a couple of quotes, and even though I hadn't seen the movie like in 25 years, there's mm-hmm. still stuff that I find myself quoting every once in a while. And one of them is like the drinking problem. Mm-hmm. And one of them is, "Do you like gladiator movies?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I like the drinking problem gag too because it takes something really dark and like just makes it stupid. Yeah, and dark things made stupid are. Right. How we get through our <laughs> lives, right? Did you like that better? It's like, and, and it's like, and, and Tommy thinks he's Ethel Merman. <laughs> that was so great, and and this was that was the last movie she made before she died. <laughs> <laughs> That's her ongoing legacy. Yeah, that was brilliant. And the spit take. Uh huh. You gotta love a spit take. Any yeah. opportunity to for have a movie to give us a spit take. So what what were your favorite parts? So I wrote them down. So uh, okay, yeah, it's just I I loved I I love character comedy, and Mm -hmm. so when the character does something, when it's not like a reference to another movie, Mm -hmm. here's what Airplane's not. It's not Meet the Spartans. It's not scary movie. It's not like so like these modern like grandchildren of Airplane Mm -hmm. uh, are only making winks and references to other things. Mm -hmm. There's no addition. There's no character comedy. There, it's just reference comedy. Yeah. You know, like the starving games and things like that. They're... I just watched Scary Movie again, thinking it would, because they did sort of a retrospective on it in Entertainment Weekly, and, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll go back and watch that. And it really is just Scream with gags. Yeah. It's like scene for scene. Yeah. Scream. But it's like, yeah, some of the things that I, I uh, that were my favorite that I laughed most out loud were just like character bits, mm-hmm. you know, where like um, in the flashback on staying alive where all this like, all right, it's playing. So all these like, you know, drunks and pirates and things mm-hmm. like that decide, all right, we're we're going to do disco. And then that guy got a knife in his back and he's he's jerking and he's got a knife in his back to the music yep. and he's just going to keep dancing and <laughs> and she's mirroring his movements as he's right because like... she doesn't know what's going on that that makes no reference to anything there's like the whole movie is like a disaster movie spoof but it's not necessarily mm-hmm. doing any like recognition from any of these other movies mm-hmm. the opening has a jaws reference and then there's obviously a saturday night live fever reference saturday night live fever saturday night live saturday (laughs) night fever but they're not making these pop culture references like these modern Mm -hmm. day spoof movies do yeah instead they're they're doing word plays and puns and then also just ridiculous character bits you know i loved i did love the ongoing gag too of the um the autopilot Mm mm-hmm the inflatable autopilot <laughs> at the end, like he has a girlfriend, <laughs> does the big wink to the camera. Yeah, I I love that too. Is another example of like they're gonna you don't just get one gag out of this joke. We're gonna get all of the mileage out of it that we possibly can. Right. Then we're gonna bring it back again. I think maybe I did love the part too, and I guess it's a classic moment where like his name is like Victor Over, and the right. other guy's name is Roger. And the other guy's name is Clarence. So they're like, do we have Clarence, Clarence? We're on the right vector, Victor. Roger, Roger, over. Like, it's that whole scene is, I think, is brilliant. And and then in the sequel, they do, it's, it's uh, over and then under and then done. <laughs> I might have to check that out. I definitely. So, uh, yeah, they, they didn't, the, the Zaz uh, didn't do, um, that's Zucker Abrams sucker mm-hmm. um they didn't do the sequel it's like we, uh, we ran out of jokes you see how many jokes we put in there we didn't want we so it's, it, yeah so it's new people coming in but they that's a 
a um, a spaceship going to oh, the moon nice. <laughs> with a lot of the same cast. Mm-hmm. So. So the, the Zaz crew did go on to do Police Academy, Naked Gun. Uh, not Police Academy, uh, Police Squad. Police Squad. Is that different? Yeah. That's, that's, Leslie. that's a different that w- thing? Yes, it's a different thing. I didn't know. So, they, um, so Police Squad is um, the progenitor of Naked Gun. So that's oh. Leslie Nielsen in a TV show. They only did six episodes. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, but it's very much like Naked Gun, mm-hmm. but it's a TV show, but just six episodes. Hmm. And the Naked Gun is kind of an adaptation of that of TV that? show. Yeah. Oh, wow. And even though, like, Leslie Nielsen did, like, amazing in Airplane, he still kind of went back to dramatic roles until mm-hmm. they did Police Squad. And, and then, then that's, like... and then once, really, once the Naked Gun took off, that's when he started just. Right. This is where you belong, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. You belong to us now. Come to the comedy side. Right. Uh, oh, I, I'm remembering now the bit with uh, Robert Stack at the end where he's like opening up and he's like talking about his, how his father never loved him and stuff. And yeah, he's just, that's he's so, just talking he's so to the straight. empty. I, I love it when he's like, they go up to the tower and that guy has a finger in his ear and he's just like, get that finger out of your ear. You don't know where that's been. <laughs> it's good. It's yeah. good. Um, so how has it um, not held up? Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, you know, I think we're going to end up talking a lot about um, things like casual racism, which was mm-hmm. so hilarious to everyone in the in the 80s. Um, yeah, like, definitely. They were, in many ways, equal opportunity. Um, jokesters. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I did like the, the I you know, um, what is the mom from, what's her name? The mom from Leave it to Oh, Beaver. yeah. Uh-huh. She's like, I speak jive. I really did like trying to like Barbara Billingsley. Yes, yeah. that's her. So you see the the translation underneath. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to like figure it out based on what they were just listening to what they were saying. So I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um but yeah, I can definitely see if I had watched this with the kids, like them not understanding why these jokes are okay. Right. <laughs> we watched Mr. Mom together and they a lot of the jokes, I mean, obviously a lot of the jokes went right over their tiny little heads, but uh, th- what they didn't understand was the fundamental premise of like, why is it funny that he is taking care of the kids and why doesn't he know how to work the vacuum? Like they uh. couldn't understand. <laughs> so I think if they watched this movie, they would be like completely not understanding. Most of the, yeah, the off color. Yeah. Bits. Yeah. Where, and I think they would also, they, I think they would find it hilarious that you could do all these things in an airport, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, literally just be there uh-huh. with no purpose except to give people flowers. Um, yeah, and the smoking and the and the, the stewardesses. Oh, yeah. Basically being, like, sky waitresses and, like, just being, like, full service. Like, what can I get you? I'll try and find whatever it is that you need. And, and nowadays they drag you off kicking, literally. <laughs> what do you think? But I do think it holds up as, like, if you want to look back at the the this genre 1980s this movie is like a time capsule yeah and and uh, yeah it's weird but i think it holds up surprisingly well Mm -hmm. in terms of it you know despite funny yeah it's you know a lot of the stuff it's still surprising Mm -hmm. you know you know it still only works one in three times but again they have there's so many jokes that that one in three times that's a good ratio you know 
Um, good laugh per yeah, minute there ratio. Were, yeah, there were def- definitely more groans than than laughs. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not putting this like on a huge pedestal, but as someone who hasn't seen it in decades, it's like this this works. This holds up. Mm. You know, it's like revisiting a better Marx Brothers movie. It's like <laughs> yes, this you know, it's like this is still good. Yeah. I I think in terms of like laugh per minute, mm-hmm. they're hitting those hitting those quotas. Right. Right. Even the bit about like the Mayo Clinic. Yeah. <laughs> calling. Uh-huh. Mayo back behind there. And I think like, I mean, there were other parody movies obviously before this one, but I mean, this, this feels but like nothing, the first. This was really the first spoof movie. Yeah. You know. And I, I think, you know, if you, whatever joke genre you enjoy, if it's sight gags, if it's puns, if it's specifically blowjob jokes, you're gonna you're gonna meet your quota. <laughs> and that's the thing. This this it was so different when this came out, mm-hmm. and difficult to repeat because there there's so many jokes at such a speed that there weren't a ton of copycats mm-hmm. after this. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think like you know it was kind of a perfect storm, maybe of it being like ripe for comedy all these very serious disaster movies mm-hmm. uh you know for someone to be like well, what if we make fun of them now it's so prolific that as soon as you put something out there's going to be a parody of it seconds later yeah online um and it, the just a proliferation i was looking up like you know besides scary movie like who's making these kind of movies today and i guess scary movie was kind of a 90s early 2000s thing mm-hmm. but yeah it's the same guys who did like the 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 starving games and they just yeah did, a couple years suck yeah I saw that yeah. online I'm like, and who's that, watching and, these yeah and that's it's become kind of the dregs because they don't have any real comedy it's just this mm-hmm. reference comedy of like oh look it's Charlie Ch- you know Charlie and the Chocolate Factory character oh and then it's it's kind of just lazy referential comedy yeah. like I'm not a epic huge fan. movie yeah not another teen movie. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I think so. So you would recommend this? Yeah, to folks? I would. Yeah, I would recommend it to specific people. To specific adults. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely. I'd be like, "Come, kids, gather around." Yeah, the people who I'd recommend it to were people who I think had dug it dug it the first time around and maybe haven't revisited it. I think that would be my my zone. Mm. I might recommend it to people as a comedic reference. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you know you really needed to like learn parody in the best way, you know, and specifically like parody of this era, I would recommend it mm-hmm. like as a comedy educational piece. Right. Or or even um people who wanted to to sort of like l- study or watch more on like the whole straight man style of comedy of oh, being yeah. like super serious while everything else is ridiculous like a character with oh, dignity absolutely. you know playing it straight yeah yeah, yeah. I, that's great that's you nailed it that's this is what that is a reference to of like here's why i need you to play it straight and that's how you're going to get the most comedy yeah just show them for robert stack yes for leslie nielsen scenes and I think possibly, like, it could be a good example of, like, doing a lot with a little. They don't have a lot of, like, sets and mm-hmm. things. Like, obviously, they made it for a, a lower budget, you know, mm-hmm. maybe just creatively thinking of ways as a, you know, using They're basically using more or less the same set for the whole mm-hmm. movie, except with these flashbacks, you know. 
Um, yeah, there's not a ton of sets. Not a lot of extra stuff. And I think they shot it in like a remarkably short period of time. I possibly read that. Um, so a couple of research things that I found, I will link to it. There's a lot to read about this movie. So there's a lot of fun stuff. We'll we'll put links to like there's a million and twelve uh, IMDb like did you know trivia facts. Um, the casting uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar was a specific reference to there being a football player and like a sports person in all of these disaster movies. Like O.J. Simpson <laughs> is in The Towering Inferno. Uh-huh. Um, I guess there was a Elroy Clay, Crazy Legs Hirsch was a pilot in uh, Zero Hour, which is like their inspirational disaster movie. Um, so there's a lot of interesting things to learn. We'll link to it. Sending links now. Sending links. Links ending complete. Um, so we talked We talked already about what we think is similar. Uh, you already shared your favorite quote. <laughs> is that my favorite? Am, I don't know. Am I on record? I, I'll, I guess so. But. <laughs> I, I think my favorite quote, I don't know, I don't know would probably be the Vector Victor Charlie, or what was it? Clarence, 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 mm-hmm. all that. I don't know it. I don't have it memorized. Kind of their who's on first. Yes. I love it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, or, or maybe my my favorite quote is when Robert Stack is like talking to Lloyd Bridges and the others and doesn't realize the radio on. It's like, okay, we got to make him feel great because he's going to. Yes. And then when they hear me, he's like, shit. This guy's going to kill everybody. <laughs> Uh, I love, and I love, um, no, how could I forget all the Lloyd Bridges quotes of like, I picked the wrong day to quit smoking, I quit the wrong day to quit drinking, I picked the wrong day to quit amphetamines, and uh-huh. then he, he continues escalating it from there. Mm-hmm. I picked the wrong day to quit, like he just keeps There's so many, there's so many w- great weird characters in this. We didn't even yeah. talk about Stephen Stucker, you know, who played Johnny the oh my God. flamboyant. Yes, talk about not being very woke. And I guess he improvised all his lines. Yeah. He <laughs> is him. He played him. <laughs> oh, my God. Himself. Yeah. Just like, oh, my God. Yes. My my favorite moment of him is when he's consoling the wife. And he's just like, where did you get that dress? And those shoes, they're awful. Yeah. Ugh. Very, very. <clears throat> I'm yeah, shaking so- my head. You can't hear me shaking my head, but I'm doing it. Yeah. That was, I, every time he came on, I was like, what? <laughs> Why is this allowed? But I guess that's... The 80s. We found it hilarious. Um, Anything from your notes that we didn't uh, mention yet? Uh, Jim Abrams. I wrote a joke here. Um, Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Okay, so he's he's J. Abrams. This Mm -hmm. is before J.J. Abrams. Mm -hmm. So that was later that they had... Okay. We don't have to include (laughs) that in the podcast. Yes, we do. Oh, no. Definitely do. So wrapping up. Well, yeah. I mean, unless <laughs> unless you have something else, would you like? Okay, if somebody liked this, what would you tell them they should also? Um. So similar movies would be uh, Hot Shots. Yes. Um. Hot Shots. Top Secret. Major League. Um. Uh, maybe. Dot, 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 question mark. Um. Definitely. Um. Um. Nick again. Oh, for sure. Yeah. One hundred percent Naked Gun. And I would maybe say, like, before you watch this, check out The Towering Inferno. Mm. Because... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, like, deep cut recommendations. Go back and see the the old disaster movies. Mm -hmm. Go back or go further and then see Police Squad. Police Mm -hmm. Squad, again, just six-episode TV show. It's basically like a Naked Gun TV show before Naked Gun with Leslie Nielsen. It's it's great. I love it. Yeah. And I, I really like to, like, 
part of what I liked about watching this movie was like that look and feel of t- which to me I identify as 70s even though this is 1980 like very 70s costuming that really sort of muted browns and grays everywhere mm-hmm. the insane wallpaper that's everywhere you look and that's you know you see that specifically a lot too in Towering Inferno like all these quiet scenes of people just greeting each other for the day mm-hmm. hello Nathan at your post I see yes I will also go about my daily business here we are establishing our daily routines. <laughs> oh, this is what life is like normally. Yes. Only we live in a building that's too many floors to ever rescue anyone from. Or a boat that would be able to flip. Yeah. Or a plane <laughs> where the fish is all poisoned. Did they... Okay. Did they explain what was happening with the fish or it was just... No, it was just no, bad. It was just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did read that the line... Uh, not only do we have to find someone who can land this plane on this plane, but we have to find someone who didn't have the fish. It's like directly lifted from the movie Zero Hour. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like they were like, we're just going to put that line in there. That's, That's awesome. Like, that somebody wrote that uh-huh. and they meant it <laughs> seriously. Um, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> what's up next? Episode two, we're doing a movie. From 1981. I'm so excited for this one. You want to reveal it? Yeah. I... <laughs> Escape from New York. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, you're super excited for this one. Um, and I'm excited too. I haven't I haven't watched rewatched that movie in a long time. John Carpenter's Escape from New York. Yeah. With Kurt Russell. Oh. I love Kurt Russell. He's the best. I don't. I don't want to waste it. I want to save it for next next time. Uh, but yes, join us uh, for episode two, Escape from New York from 1981. Uh, of course, you can find us online at mostexcellentpod.com. You can find us on the Facebook group, Most Excellent Facebook group. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Most Excellent Pod. Uh, do all that fun podcast stuff that you know you have to do the like the share the review mm. all that jazz um, uh, physically use your voice to tell your friends about us or your digital voice to tell your friends about us it's most appreciated <laughs> it is uh, you so, can find Nathan at oh yeah so you can find me and uh, my my films uh, squishy studios uh, we've got squishystudios.com. We're also at uh, Squishy Studios on Facebook and Twitter. I thought you were um, maybe going to say it's SquishyStudios.net. Like, we got them both. <laughs> uh, and then uh, you can check out my sci-fi comedy web series, Voyage Trekkers, at Voyage Trekkers, at all those things as well. Yes. Do those things. And then where can they find you? Uh, at Physically at the National Comedy Theater, which is in the greater Phoenix area. If you want to come in and look at my physical form, you can do so. Uh, or you can find me digitally uh, at nctphoenix.com if you enjoy improvised comedy. Uh, that's N for national, C for comedy, T for theater, and Phoenix, all spelled out, dot com. What were you going to say before I launched into that? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. And Star Wipeout. Yes. Um, yeah. So as always, uh, uh, from us to you, most excellent 80s movie podcast, remember to be excellent to each other and don't have the fish. <laughs> <laughs> Should we try that together maybe? Okay. I sprung it on you. It was, yeah. It was right. random. And it was just a passing fancy that I had. 
I was like, oh, we should say <laughs> blah. All right, we'll try it again. Uh, as always, from us to you, most excellent 80s movie podcast. Remember to be excellent to each other and don't, don't have, have the, the fish. fish. <laughs> what do you want? It's our first episode. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there, guys. Join us next time. Okay, here we go. This is the trailer for uh, Airplane from 1980. Don't need to keep saying what you're from. This is a trailer for Airplane. Stand by for the most extraordinary chain of events ever swept up into high adventure. Hey, Larry, where's the forklift? Forklift! It's over there for the baggage loader. Airplane is drama. Uh, this is Dr. Brody at the Mayo Clinic. There's a passenger on your Chicago flight 209 or a little girl named Lisa Davis en route to Minneapolis. She's scheduled for a heart transplant. I want you to make sure that she's kept in a reclined position and that a continuous watch is kept on her IV. Airplane is action. Airplane is romance. I love you, Elaine. Airplane is music. There is only one river. There is only one sea. Airplane is dancing. Never has the screen been so big. You ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir. I've never been up in a plane before. Peter Graves. You ever seen a grown man naked? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. My name is Roger Murdoch. I'm an airline pilot. Leslie Nielsen. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients. That's not important right now. Lloyd Bridges. Johnny, what can you make out of this? This? Well, I can make it out. What a brooch, a pterodactyl. Robert Stack. All right, Steve, let's face a few facts. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight. Julie Haggerty. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? Can you fly this plane and land it? Robert Hayes. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. Calm down, now get back to your seat. I'll take care of this. Calm down, down. get off. Don't be one of the four. Everything's been Incredible adventure the screen has ever created. Yeah!